0: All right, guys, uh, we're back with another edition of the Blue Naughty Podcast. Uh, You've got me, your host Nathan, uh, our podcast producer Anthony Vito, and our cutie patooties Seth Clarendor and Robert Stee. I appreciate y'all hopping on. I I wanted to kind of do this exercise, Um, Seth. You had a great piece last week, uh, given your your quarantine stupor, where you decided. You know, to pull out something that I don't think a lot of the conscious, you know, folks have have remembered or thought about in a while. It's uh, NFL Street turning into NCAA Street. And basically, if you guys don't remember, um, you can go through and steal a player from a team that you beat. So we're going to do that with a couple of um, high-profile seasons for USF um, 2007. 2016 and 2017 and we're going to see you know what kind of roster we can build um you know adding players losing players um, see you know how things kind of shape up uh, you know understanding the caveat that the results of the, the games won't matter but uh you know at the end of the season will this be a better team uh than what they had previously um seth you know this was kind of your brainchild um, what you know what made you think about doing this what um what do you hope to accomplish with with this and you know what what are your thoughts kind of putting together this list of of players that we have in front of us uh to kind of pick from from the, the other teams that throughout the three years
1: yeah I, I mean i was just thinking of um you know different ways to go back through and look at seasons of the past and things like that and uh, for some reason i don't know what what uh, sprung it what About NFL Street, and then the thought of being able to steal a player every time you beat someone, I thought was an interesting thought exercise. Um, The piece I wrote last week was for like the entire NCAA, but it's mostly kind of modern era teams, and there were some pretty uh, fun possibilities in there. But I thought applied to USF, it would be interesting as just kind of a thought exercise. Go back and it kind of lets you get reacquainted with teams of the past, and then also um, you get to see some players that you maybe didn't remember or maybe didn't stick out as much that, Oh yeah, that guy was on that team. You know, I can't believe they beat you know, a team with that guy on it. So, um, I thought it was an interesting thought exercise and thought it would be something, uh, since there's nothing else really to talk about, kill some time and maybe produce some good content, hashtag content.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, without further ado, uh, I know Steve is just chomming at the bit to, uh, pick which Elon player, uh, he'll get to, uh, from their roster. Uh, so let's start with 2007. USF opens um, their season versus Elon. You know, I was at that game. I was at most of these games, uh, 2007, except for the away ones. And uh, I think Elon uh, really will always stick out in my head as the, the time a guy almost died on the field uh, due to fireworks pregame. Uh Just a horrible, horrible accident. I think the guy survived. Um, or at least that's what, you know, I was told as a, you know, a high school sophomore, you know, it's fine. He's still alive. It's fine. No, that's not his hand over there at the five yard line. It's cool. It's cool. Um, But yeah, they stopped doing fireworks after that on field um for a while. And it was a, it was a ominous start to the, to the 2007 season. Um, USF barely squeaks by 28, uh, 13. I think Mike Ford, scored or Jamar someone scores a late touchdown to kind of ice the game. Um so, you know, Seth, these two guys that you've kind of mentioned, um, Scott Riddle, quarterback, wide receiver, and then wide receiver Terrell Hudgens, um, were these the only two guys that kind of stood out? Um yeah, both from the Elon Hall of Fame?
1: Yeah, I went through out.
0: yeah, I went through kind
1: of each team from each season and put together guys that kind of uh stood out um looking at Use college football reference, so they had a lot of the stats, and had to go to some teams' pages. But just looking at the stats for all these, so you guys may have better memories of some of these teams of you know who stood out and maybe what they needed. But everything on the sheet, and we're going to share the sheet with everybody um, afterwards, which is based on their stats. And these two guys, um, like you said, they're both in the Hall of Fame. They're at the college. They were the only two from those teams on the Hall of Fame. So I kind of use that as a basis. Okay, these must be the two. Uh, top players on the team are pretty close to it. And then looking at their stats, they both up, put up pretty good numbers and particularly Hudgens held a bunch of NCAA records for receiving when he left college. And he got a little cup of coffee in the NFL. I don't think Riddle got any looks, but Hudgens was on the Cowboys camp roster for a little bit. Um, but those were the two sets. I know Steve's been pouring over the data and he might have some other, other names for
2: us. I'm pouring over the roster right now. It's, I mean, some of these names just bring back so many memories of watching Elon University football in 2007. Uh, fun fact, uh, my mother and my sister are both all, uh, went to Elon University. So uh, I actually I went to an Elon University game before I went to a, a USF football game. Fun fact. Um, Did you yeah, ask them who they would pick? Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I asked my sister right before this and uh, she didn't go to a football game. So she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, there's like no one on these rosters of like FCS players that are like worth a damn to probably put on the team for any significant uh, matter of run. Um, if anything in this game, you would probably take uh Terrell Hudgens just because like more wide receiver depth is always a good thing. Uh, he obviously was probably one of the best players that went through Elon University, but I mean, you, you might, you might as well pick a guy off the offensive line as well, just because, you know, he might provide some depth for an injury later down the road or, pick up a, a defensive back who might be able to make it play on special teams or, or something. Um, you know, there's just not a lot here. It's, it's typical CS program uh, football. Yeah. And, and just so I don't, it didn't probably reflect itself in the actual game that was
1: played against USF, but Elon threw the ball a ton. Uh, Riddle was a quarterback. He ended up with 508 passes. He threw for 3,800 yards and uh, had 40 touchdowns overall when you combine running and passing Hudgens was receiver at 117 receptions for over 1400 yards and 18 touchdowns that season. So they like to throw the ball a ton. So um, you guys have a better grasp on what the team would need. What would you guys think would be the way to go from that game?
0: I think the clear choice is Hudgens. Um, he, I just want to make sure I get this, this number, right. I pulled up USF's, uh stats here. Um, USF's top three receivers don't match Hudgens' 117 receptions in 2007. Um, Carlton Mitchell, Jesse Hester, and Torres Johnson each had 37, 35, and 34 catches respectively for um, 1,400 yards. Um, So I think if you add that kind of player um, single-handedly, I think he – be a great fit in the offense. Um, I'd be excited to see what Matt Grothy and those guys can do. Um, you know that year, I'm all for giving Matt Grothy as many weapons as possible. And I think in the, the you know Auburn game, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where where we go from here. But I, I truly think uh, Hudgens is the play here. Um, but you guys can talk me into Riddle. Uh, but I think it's it's.
1: I think the only argument for Riddle would be uh, if you're looking down the road at teams that may need quarterback and may steal a quarterback. Uh, So maybe a depth, but there are other teams further on that you can steal a quarterback from. So if you're not worried about that, I think I would tend to agree with you that Hudgens would probably be the pick.
2: Yeah. I think the only reason why you would take Riddle is if you're, you're going to kind of pad yourself for a steal down the road, but even then, um, you know, without looking too far ahead of, of, Who's ahead of us in the next six games or anything like that? I mean, you've, you've got a few other quarterbacks you can possibly take during that time to add that depth behind Matt
3: Grothy,
0: Um or potentially right. go go ahead of him. Right, and I, I don't think that I don't think an FCS quarterback's to play here. No. no,
3: and to be fair, if you bring in Scott Riddle, then we don't get an Anthony Severino touchdown uh, to get to sixty-four to twelve later on in the year. So <laughs> I say hard <Exactly>. pass. <laughs>
0: All right, so USF has added a, a guy with 117 receptions, 1,400 yards, uh, 18 touchdowns, and the Hall, Elon Hall of Famer uh, to their skill positions. Um, that's, a, that's a great start to the season. Uh, game two, at Auburn, uh, Rosh's crowd. Um, you know, I think the thing that kind of sticks out is Delbert Alvarado being completely ass at field goal but then hitting a 19-yarder to in the overtime. I, re- I remember... Distinctly saying to myself, fuck it, just go for it. You know he's gonna miss this kick. Just go for it. You've got nothing to lose. You have Auburn on the ropes. Who cares who lose this game? Just go for it. I, I I had been sick to my stomach watching uh Delbert miss kick after kick. I think he missed four field goals that night. Um and the I uh, I can't believe he went back out there, but he did. USF wins. Matt who Jesse Hester, um, but there's some options here, guys. Um, there's one guy that stands out. Um, you know, quarterback. I think the quarterback was Jason Campbell that year, right? No, um, it was Brady Cox.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little bit of a down year. At
0: quarterback. <laughs> I hate to see that, man. That would have been fun to see Jason Campbell yeah. as an option. Um, but the, the the options that Seth's kind of brought up, uh, running back Ben Tate. Uh, and then just a bunch of defensive linemen that are, were fantastic Antonio Coleman, Quentin Groves, Pat Sims, and the DB Charlie uh, Powers. Um, I'll let you guys, uh, you know, what do you guys think? And then I'll kind of chime in with uh, my thought process here. So, for when I was going
1: through this, Tate was the first name when I just read the name. He jumped out because it's a recognizable name. Um, but he kind of only had one real year of production. He had a he had some pretty decent years in the NFL. He ended up being a second round pick. And what was interesting about him is he, um, what I thought was interesting just beyond production, and you kind of look at this kind of stuff, is he weighed 220 at the combine and he ran a 4.43. So you're adding a big, fast back to your backfield, which is never a bad thing. Uh, the defensive lineman, um, Groves, was kind of a big name, but he didn't have as good a year in 2007 as he did the year before. He still ended up being a second-round pick, but he his, uh, his production was way down. And then Pat Sims is a defensive tackle. He ended up being kind of the – he was a third-round pick, but he's he played 10 years in the NFL. So, um, you know, there's some better production from guys that didn't last as long professionally. And then Gerard Powers had a pretty good production, was a third-round pick, and played eight years in the NFL. So, you have some um, – some talent there, but not, no top, top, top level talent. Which
2: is weird to say about Auburn. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the nature of Auburn that year. Um, I, the only kind of, and I, I kind of brought up the big stats that went through sports reference and just kind of like looked at the the stats throughout the entire year. And I, there was just not a lot of impressive guys on that Auburn team, which is again, weird to say, because it, it, it was, you know, they had a the high expectations going into that year I think the only name and the only guy that I think had a big year that year that didn't recognize and didn't, you know, send shockwaves to me was Antonio Coleman. Um, He had 18 and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, um, a fumble recovery, a fumble return for a touchdown and a force fumble. So, I mean, he's a guy that I think knowing the options that are available and knowing what's ahead and everything, I I might go for him just because he seems like a guy that I I have not watched in 2007, but he seemed like the guy that just got to the quarterback. Made plays where he needed to make plays, and and added that depth on, onto the defensive line. Um, something that's already stacked during that year, anyways.
3: Just jumping in, it's a, a run defense, run defense. I mean, there's there's a lot of good defensive talent there. Uh, you know, Pat Sibb's very, uh, you know, recognizable name. He's had a really good career in the NFL. Um, even just like 11 and a half tackles for loss. Just as a run stuffer, we find out later in the year that that run defense could get tired out. So as many bodies you can get in there, bring them in and you could convince me for Ben Tate, but there are going to be options later on in the year um, for running back. I know that's not really how you play this game, but to me, de- defensive line death, especially in the middle.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, the, the other end could get improved. You know, Selby, Selby had his ridiculous year, 31 and a half tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks. Um, I think Jared Guey was the, the guy opposite him. Enough slouch himself, you know, six tackles for loss. But I think upgrading the defensive end position, um, you know, honestly with either Coleman or Groves uh, that year would have been phenomenal. On take a, a coin flip, um, I like Quentin Groves. I I think he had a, a, you know NFL pedigree uh, going into the future.
1: Yeah, Coleman ended up playing 11 games in the NFL over two seasons. Yeah. I, I, he was more of a, more, I think he's more like a Russian linebacker, 3-4 linebacker type guy.
0: Yeah, give me give me Quentin Groves and pair him with George Selvi and the, you know, 3M's uh, on defense. And I, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better front seven, um, you know, in the country that season. and. I think that'd be really nice. I did, you know, honestly, I did really think about Ben Tate just because of because of the headache that Mike Ford was, um, and you're getting a you're getting a for sure thousand yard um you know, all purpose guy and he runs a four four three and then again in that offense, how fun would that be? Um, but I think just get give me Quint Groves and we'll we'll address uh we'll address, you know running back position later on, I, I, I assume. Yeah, we will. Uh, game six, yeah. I'm taking, your, I'm taking yeah.
1: your fucking running back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Groves' and production is down, but if you look at his previous season, this is his worst year, but I think that's a direct correlation. Um, Coleman's production is actually a direct correlation to Groves being down because he probably got most of the attention from opponents. So if you put him opposite a guy like Selvey, now it's really tough who you're going to key on. And Selby had a good enough year as it was anyways. Now if you put them opposite Groves, now what happens.
2: Yeah, honestly, I think if you just I mean you you take that starting four on their 4 three defense and you just pick a name, you're probably getting someone good on that defensive line from Auburn. So I, I I I agree with Nate there. I think I think whoever is going to be whoever is the option can be uh very good there. So yeah, add to that D line best you can.
0: All right, next game is uh UNC. Um, it rained this game. Uh, George Selby at, had an absolute monster game. It was the game that really put him on the map uh, for that 2007 season. Um, I think it was T.J. Yates was the quarterback. He was just mm. god awful. He was so bad that day, um, and USF just kind of won going away that day. Um, you know, a couple options here: uh, Hakeem Nicks, first round pick, a wide receiver; um, Hiley Taylor uh Kenton Balmer and Ballmer, Bruce Carter and um yeah. I think I mean uh,
1: just, just as a aside I think Kenton Balmer is the person that blew open the investigation in North Carolina uh cuz he he uh he told somebody he got money or uh didn't have to go to class so that's uh, something to think about as well. oh,
0: Does that just make him an auto pick here? Like <laughs> is that just him just like
3: Oh, absolutely. That means he's, he's, a man of, he's a man of high character. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, again, interior defensive line, which to me, it's like all day. Keep grabbing them because <laughs> just yeah, he was a, there.
1: Ballmer was a first round pick in 2008. Uh, Knicks was also a first round pick. Uh, Bruce Carter was uh, young this year. He still ended up with 25 tackles, two tackles for loss, but he wasn't one of their starters. But uh, he was a guy, I think, that came in with some pretty decent – uh, hype, and he ended up having an eight-year NFL career, was a second pick, and he ran a four-five-seven at 241 pounds at the yes. NFL Combine. So if you want to add another physical freak to the defense, a special teams demon there, but then you, you do have some really good options with Nick's and Ballmer.
2: Um, <sighs> or you can get TJ Yates as your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Our> <laughs> he was not included. I think it's Palmer here. Uh again, just keep adding to that defensive line. That'd be such a fun defensive line to to see. That I mean, god dang, that front set the entire defense, if, if you add just another guy here. Yeah, I think I think the pick's Palmer for me. Uh, again, I would love Hakeem Knicks, but I, I can't pass up you know, pass up a defensive line
3: yeah. And
1: there are I other said, places, there are other places to get a receiver
3: down the road. And you did add mm-hmm. Terrell Hudgens as another depth guy cuz he's not coming and starting. Hakeem right. Nix probably ends up being your starting outside guy. But I mean, again with the the quality of the wide receiver also depends on how the how the uh, quarterback, how the offense is called around it, so right. th- That necessarily wasn't I'm going to win one-on-one matchups kind of offense. So uh, but again, yep. defensive line to, to me, just like I know Nate and I were very much into this season. It, that was just end of the year. That was the Achilles heel. So it's like any type of death you can get to keep legs fresh, especially again. It was, yeah.
0: uh, you know, defensive line depth and uh, alcohol tolerance <laughs> were the, <laughs> the key contributors to the downfall of USF toward the end of the year. Um, but again, you can't really uh, go wrong against uh, giving Wally B as many options as possible on defense. So let's give us a uh, Kentwan Balmer here, and let's move into uh, Game Four, Friday night, West Virginia, sixty-five thousand rascist crazy fans. What happened that game? James Stadium. Uh, <laughs> good. Thanks. And this this is good. This is a tough one. There's a lot of good options here, so you, you can go quarterback Pat White. Wide receiver, Steve Slayton, uh, Darius Renaud, who was just a pain in the ass all the time, always. Um, Monty Ivey, um, linebacker. And then you get Pat McAfee as your kicker. So and the, he's
1: technically the, the most successful one off the entire team.
0: It's so like
4: the long game, and we got Pat White. I don't care what you say.
2: <laughs> oh, low. Is that the voice
3: of God again? The, the senator has has entered the floor.
0: The senator, Does the Senator want Mr. Patrick White?
3: No, I don't. I'm just saying we played a long game and we got him. That's all we need. <laughs> mm,
0: fair.
3: So, Steve, Steve Slayton, uh, you said receiver, but I, he's listed as running back. I just remember him I mean, being no, the do-everything kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean – This is where you M get your running back here.
0: Was a, De, Devon was a freshman here that year, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, I remember reading just the lead-up to that game that week. I was so nervous.
1: I almost put him, but uh, as well. But I figured if you are going to take a running back, you're probably going to take Slayton. But Divine, yeah. his, his high school highlight tape was the thing of legend.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um,
2: the original highlight hype. Hi.
0: No oh, man, it was nuts. That well, Divine was that deal, and I remember any time I would read a USF article leading up to that West Virginia game, uh, I would just keep knocking on like my table like at school like it was a wood table i just kept knocking on wood just constantly reading stories just i was so nervous for that game um i just oh i'll never forget it um
3: you know something that people don't seem to remember pat white didn't play that entire game either right
0: nope jared brown came in and almost came back
3: that was nerve-wracking Pat White got scary, injured and it seemed yeah. like, oh no, he was the one that was rattled, so what's gonna happen here? But uh a funny thing is we have Darius Reynard and then Hakeem next from before, both former New York Giants receivers. Don't ask me why I know that.
0: Nerd. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Um I I I'm gonna go off the ball here. I I, I think Steve Slade's the the pretty choice, and I think he's the popular choice. I kind of want Pat McAfee though. And and the only reason why is because I feel like because of a a couple games right now, I feel like we won't have, I mean, Steve Slate might be just like a, almost like a depth guide, but like Pat McAfee is an immediate upgrade. When you think about it, it's, I mean, the the three game losses there are probably not three game losses. If you have a successful kicking game that can be consistent. Um, He was 13 of 19 that year, but when you consider that it's, you know, West Virginia special teams that did not give a shit, and all they had to do was just get a ball of Pat White and Steve Slayton the entire time and let them run two point conversions. Yeah, I, I kind of want Pat McAfee rather than, um, you know, Steve Slayton there, but feel free to disagree on my side of things.
3: Wow. No love for Delver and Alvar- Alvarado.
2: He's a fantastic rapper. S O U T A O.
3: So, like, knowing um, if we're going running back because of Slayton, knowing what we know here, uh, You're probably going Kevin Smith next against UCF. So, you know, in in the spirit of the game, I would say Slayton just because that opens up the offense so much more. And I think everything you can give Matt Grothy there will help, especially him being such a workhorse and such a wild card that would help this offense a lot and probably increase your chances in some of those games where your offense is a little more anemic. But I can see Pat McAfee too, because you don't really see a, a, a kicker with that type of career and uh, those type of stats. So, I mean. Guys,
0: one thing is really one, that's,
1: one thing that's interesting is that, uh, did you know Matt Grothy had one more rush than Pat White did? Oh. He had 198 rushes, it says, according to sportsreference.com. So, if you're going to run the quarterback 198 times, why not take the guy that got 1,300 yards instead of the guy that got 800 yards? That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, the answer is Pat White, guys. He is the big East <laughs> offensive player of the year. He is light years <laughs> better than Macro.
2: I really wanted Rusty the Smith in that next game, game, though. You guys
0: are insane. You realize You're gonna need
2: depth. You're gonna need the dev. I'm with I'm with Nate. Yeah,
0: Pat, it's Pat White, and it's yeah, always gonna it is. be Pat White. And, that's and you a, know what? Game a, a five against game. FAU. It's Rusty Smith. You're taking another quarterback here. I don't I don't care. I don't care about the other guys. It's Rusty Smith.
2: Oh, it is absolutely Rusty Smith. Rusty Smith is a legend.
0: I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't yes. care. It's Rusty Smith. We're, we're taking Pat White from West Virginia.
4: I want Rusty Smith on my roster purely for namesake. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, you don't want Francis Joseph? Smith. 130 tackles. That's insane.
1: Yeah, where would he fit in? No, he. W- yeah, I mean, he, he
3: wouldn't he'd be a line. depth guy.
1: But <laughs> just for reference, Rusty Smith had 3,700 yards passing and 32
3: touchdowns, and oh, was no another of the
0: year. Now, you it's took two good.
3: quarterbacks, and now there's no way I'm getting an Anthony Severino touchdown. So it's over.
0: You're, you're beating UCF 70 to 7 instead of 64 to 12.
3: That's true. They're,
1: That's they're game five, the we game. took, FBU took Rusty Smith. Seven and seven. Game six is the UCF game. I think this is probably another one that will be decided pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah Joe Bernetsky, he was a good defensive back, but it's Kevin Smith. The dude was ridiculous. Um, I think his final stat line against USF that day. Was like, I think it was like 20 carries for like 70 yards. So, and he ended up with 2,800 yards that season. Yeah. Um, George O'Leary ran him into the ground. Uh, He's now like the running backs coach where now? LSU, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Miss. Miss, yeah. yeah. He's the running backs coach at Ole Miss now. It's Kevin Smith, Uh, our offense juggernaut right
4: now. Any any player to the ground except for, you know. Uh.
0: Uh, and then okay, and then the finance. Um, <laughs> the finance, real the, quick.
3: The, you have to mention that uh, at this point, USF is number two in the country. Well, This yeah. is the first I'm hearing of that.
0: For, 2007,
3: uh, number two in the country
0: four, for four days. Rankings come out on uh, Sunday, and that was a fun four lose days. on the Thursday. I'm not you. <sighs> All right, so here we are. Rutgers Thursday night, USF loses. They need a quarterback, second running back, third wide receiver, pass rush, and a defensive back. I think they they had they were, for defensive
1: back it was more like depth because they had some pretty decent players back there. The, but I think the McCordy's there. Uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: Okay, yeah. So you know, in order of importance, I think Mike uh, Mike Teal, Mike Tool, what Tool or Teal, whatever it was, either one. Uh, he was good, but he's, again, he's not Pat White. So, uh, you know, Pat, it was good. We went 2-0 with you. You have a wonderful life uh, in Piscataway. Um, enjoy, enjoy yourself. It was a pleasure. But, yeah, Pat White is no longer a USF Bull. He is with
1: Rutgers. Yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty easy.
0: Yeah. yeah All right. Next game is UConn. Um, ugh. You know? Just, I was going to say, why do I feel
4: like this one hurt more than Rutgers in like, looking back on everything?
0: Because it did. It, it, and you're right. For, for <laughs> stupid reasons. Um, you should never lose to them, ever. We That's
4: flew just, too close to the sun.
0: Yeah, and it was such a letdown, and then it was a letdown game after a letdown game. Uh, USF loses 22-15. to 15. Just disgusting um, performance. And uh, UConn is... UConn is probably taking the quarterback here. Uh, we agreed on that. But they take George Selby. Mm. I yeah, mean, they take a
1: quarterback, but they didn't have any. They didn't really have any high side guys either.
2: Yeah, I mean their defense wasn't great. I mean they're probably like looking at looking at their games. They probably beat Virginia in a close game. Um, just glancing at their schedule, I, <laughs> they might as well take a quarterback or a George Selby. But
0: yeah, I you know I think it's. I think UConn takes a quarterback in McGrothy. Does UConn now? Does UConn take Rusty Smith or Mac? Uh, they take McCarthy. They take McCarthy. Okay. takes so, yeah. Uh, all right. So well,
4: Rusty Smith isn't getting into the country club in Connecticut.
0: Yeah, that's true.
4: Roll, Rusty.
0: That is very true. All that's right. right.
4: So are
1: gone, and you go into Cincinnati. You had um. I thought their positions that he's looking at. They didn't run the ball very well. And they didn't have anybody anybody with like high tackle numbers at linebacker, so I thought their positions need based on stats for running back and linebacker.
2: Yeah, they take Steve Slayton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we took Poway, remember? Oh yeah, my uh, Shit, I'm an idiot. Um,
0: yeah, so it's probably Tyrone McKenzie, right? They take Tyrone McKenzie here, or they could take Ben Moffat or Tyrone McKenzie.
1: Um, I think they'd rather have Tyrone McKenzie or like Kevin Smith. Smith. Does Ben
4: Moffat's wife come with him? Oh. It's a
0: really long drive now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got him. <laughs> you know, they could, you know what? You're right. They may just take Kevin Smith here. Uh, just real quick, uh, Tyron McKenzie, 121 tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, uh, sack and a half. Ben Moffitt, 104 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, four picks. Or that you could have 2,800 yard. Yeah, their leading rusher was uh, Butler Benton were in for 499
1: yards. Their second leading rusher was Ben Mock was their quarterback.
0: Yeah, and then Kevin de- Smith.
1: Yeah, and then defensively their high tackle player was 95 tackles, followed by somebody with 80 tackles. Yeah, Kevin Smith.
0: Yeah, Kevin Smith here. Hardest hit up to that point I've ever seen in person was Mike Jenkins just absolutely blowing up a dude on the sideline. Um only rivaled by uh John Lynch in two thousand nine. I thought that guy was dead to be honest with you. Mm-hmm.
4: I think actually I think they back the like you said, this is the hardest hit. I was in uh, the University of Florida Stadium when Brad Proth. There's a Brad Prothrow, but Prothrow's leg snapped, and I heard it. And it sounded like somebody broke a, uh, a whole thing of celery over their knee. It was oh, horrific. Uh, was it? Tyrone uh, Tyron Prothrow? Was that his name? I can't remember. I thought you were because Prothrow is just a great name. So. a <laughs>
0: Next game is uh, Syracuse. You know, finally, you know, some good luck here. Uh, good bounce back. Uh, this was in the Dome. I remember uh, just feeling really depressed after a three-game losing streak. And then the announcer, because uh, Carlton Mitchell is from Lutz, and he kept calling it Lutz, Florida, and I was getting so irrationally mad every time he would say it. So, yeah, that, that's my Syracuse story. Uh, Bulls went 41-10 to going away. Uh, not close. I think we're, we're taking Mike Williams here. Um, this is the I'm Bucks picking, Mike Williams, right? I'm
2: taking Mike Williams, yeah. Yeah, this is Bucks Mike Williams.
0: And he was, he was good for a while. Um, but I mean, Arthur Jones is
2: still good. Yeah, try to see if Syracuse had any semblance of uh, a running game that year just to see if we could replace Kevin Smith. Uh, their leading rusher had uh, 371 yards rushing. So that's a no. Yeah,
0: it's Mike. Who's their quarterback? Do you remember?
2: Uh, Andrew Robinson, who. I mean, was decent. Uh, numbers weren't, like, stupendously great, but I think we're probably better off with Rusty Smith at
0: this point. Yeah, um, and I, I was trying to remember who, he, who was throwing some light. Quick question. Where is Rusty Smith now?
2: Uh, he runs a burger shop up in Jacksonville. He and his dad. Yeah,
4: that, that is fucking perfect.
2: Yeah, he has a burger named after him
4: at the, uh, for the thing. It's like Six Stack Burger or something well, like that. Yeah, it's his burger shop. I'd name every damn burger after my kids. <laughs>
0: The rusty, the rusty one, switch. the Rusty Two, the
4: Rusty Three. You know the um, ladies always love the Rusty eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
0: <Jeez. laughs> uh,
2: let's move
1: on to the next game. So just for uh, uh, Mike Williams had sixty receptions for eight hundred and thirty seven yards, ten touchdowns. I uh, was the fourth on draft pick, and you're in a four five three at 6-1-200. So you got a big fast
4: receiver with production. Quick question. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the spreadsheet here and there, uh, there doesn't appear to be a game 13. <laughs> like that didn't happen. It's the damnedest <laughs> thing.
0: That is strange, man. That's Wait, super
4: strange. Steve, Steve, have you eaten at, at Rusty's place? Cause if not, I'm going to be a little disappointed in you. Yeah,
0: have. Right I have. Yeah. I, I, went to,
2: I went to Rusty Smith's shop every, uh, every week, uh, in high school for, for lunch. Very good food. Um, We'll, we'll, discuss, off, we'll discuss off the we'll discuss Yeah.
4: Okay. But no, that's fantastic. I just I was gonna be very disappointed in it otherwise.
0: No, um, so next game is Louisville. USF wins uh fifty-five to seventeen. Um Brian Brom just has a, a god awful day. Um eighteen thirty-seven, under fifty percent passing, uh touchdown three picks. So it's Brian Brom, Harry Douglas, who had Good career with the Falcons. I remember him beating the Bucks a few times. Uh, linebacker Lamar Miles, 120 tackles. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go very. Yeah. This is a tough one. I I wanna yeah. say it's Braum. And yeah. Brom's an upgrade over Rusty Smith. Are we are, we agree on that? How dare yes. you. I agree. That's my, that's my yeah.
4: favorite all-time quarterback. You rude
0: son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's it's Brian Braum.
1: Um yeah, he threw from four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns and ended up being a second round pick.
4: I'm a huge fan of alliterative names, but Harry Douglas <laughs> is just funnier. Oh, I'm doing yeah. this all on, on just name strength, by the way. I am I'm not looking at stats.
2: I think Brian Brom's the pick. Um I, I I can't justify like Harry Douglas would be great. Uh, but I think we're still fine as far as wide receivers go at this point. And you know, our Lord and Savior, Sorrel Hudgets is is probably got like 1100 yards receiving at this point, because that's all he can really throw to that's all Rusty Smith throws to at that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's Brian Brom, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, second round pick. Um, I think a pretty clear upgrade from Rusty Smith. Um, you know, two good confident quarterbacks after you lose at white and Matt trophy, but still, um, I think it's Brian Brom and then uh, game, game 12 here. Uh, it's just, a, it's really another one. Uh, you're taking Shady McCoy. It, it's it taking Shady and uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, fun for, you know, a little bit. until uh the season co- completely collapses in Juarez and maybe Shady doesn't make it back to uh, El Paso. Um, who
4: knows? I, I mean, a lot, a lot of things didn't make it back to El Paso. You know, a lot of livers, a lot of things. <laughs> a lot
0: of stomach contents. Here's the um, thing.
4: Scott McKillop is just such a good name. I'm literally doing this just on names.
0: Scott McKillop.
4: That's a special forces colonel's name, for Christ's sakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but again.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Shady. Um and then, so, USF beats Pitt, forty-eight thirty-seven. 37 I believe this was the uh, Matt Grothy ADR touchdown at a halftime. I was standing in the line at Chipotle and I missed that touchdown, very annoyed. I started cackling in the middle of uh, Chipotle as I checked my, uh, my, you know, bougie-ass cell phone, uh, trying to update the ESPN, my webpage. So, yeah, um, and then we, you know, we get a, a month of bull prep with Shady McCoy and Brian Braum. We get on the same page to go to El Pasco, to go get drunk. And, uh, yikes, you know, and you know, what's funny. I was, I was thinking in my head, all right, well, Macro, he's not on the team. You know, He was, you know, party boy, life of the party He, he like to enjoy himself. But then the mm. clip of Brian Braum and the, uh, with the XFL. Or his brother. It was his brother, right?
1: Yeah, that was his brother.
0: His brother going. I've got. Let me answer your question with two questions. Uh, Am I alive? Is this not the XFL? I feel like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and Brian Brom is down there doing exactly what macro is doing in Wars Mexico. Um, So to even think that maybe they don't go to Mexico the night before the game, I think that's uh, highly uh, improbable.
4: Two questions. Can we ever actually tell that story?
0: Uh, I mean, I think it's out there.
4: I, I mean, uh, most of those guys that made it the NFL are out, and even if, who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, I mean, we need to get Grothy and some of those guys on to really.
4: Yeah, oh, no, Grothy will hop on him. I just, I want to say that on a personal note, I watched this sitting on the edge of a glass coffee table. Just, I mean, hand, elbows on my knees, just absolutely fucking furious. I also had a bottle of Crown Royal, a handle of Crown Royal, duct taped to my hand, and I am not even joking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Senator, get your life together,
4: sir. Well this was what, two thousand seven.
0: Yeah. I yeah, mean your It's
4: gotten I considerably mean, worse people. since then. <laughs>
0: um yeah, so Oregon, uh they need a wide receiver, a healthy quarterback, uh mind you, because uh Dennis Dixon got hurt towards ACL. Uh, he was going to be a Heisman candidate. Um, then the backup, I can't even remember his name, he got hurt. And then uh, Justin, Justin Roper, I believe, he's the third string quarterback, came in and uh, lit up a very, very hungover USF team. Um, and then you could pair another running back with Jonathan Stewart. Oh my God, Shady and Jonathan Stewart in the same backfield. And I just threw up in my mouth. So,
2: Biggest one, two punch. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty true. I mean, is it, is it,
0: uh, it's probably shady, right? It's it's shady. Yeah. I uh, think Justin Roker can get away with uh, just handing the ball off to Jonathan Stewart and shady. Oh man. All right. It's like shady quarterback at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, goals, final, final uh, record is nine and four. Okay, uh, so uh, recap real quick. Uh, Elon, we take Terrell Hudgens, wide receiver. Auburn, we take Quentin Clint- Groves. Uh, UNC, we take uh, Kenton Ballmer, defensive line. Uh, game four, we're taking Pat White because that's the smart play. Game five, FAU, we're taking Rusty Smith because, again, smart play. Uh, game six, you know, we're taking Kevin Smith. Um, game seven, Rutgers, they're – they're taking Pat White back from us. Um, game eight, uh, UConn, they're taking Matt Grothy. Uh, Cincinnati's taking Kevin Smith. We take Mike Williams from Syracuse. Uh, then we steal Brian Brom from Louisville. And then we take Shady McCoy from Pitt. And then Oregon takes Shady from us. So net, we keep, we keep Brian Brom, Mike Williams, uh, Rusty Smith. Antoine Balmer, <laughs> Quentin Groves, and Terrell Hudgens. Um, you know, adding those guys, uh, 30 seconds total here, folks. Kind uh, of you know, light jog, if you will. Um, I still think they can – I think they go 9-3, and 10-2 maybe. I, you know, I don't think Rutgers changes that much. Um, I – or
4: yeah, before. Rutgers was was definitely a, a culture. I, mean, I, I a mean, talent thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was a talent thing. I mean, it was uh, someone wearing down a, a roster, and you know, maybe you know midseason additions help, but you're still wearing down a roster that's not too strong to begin with. So, you know, building that defensive line depth was great, but when you're Antoine Palmer and Quentin Groves are still going to get worn down because of who the head coach is. Um, the offense is going to be fun, you know, sporadically. You know, get you get two games of Pat White, which would be fantastic. Um, it's, you know, frustrating to see that Pat White and Ken Smith can't beat Rutgers, but, you know, results being as they as, as what they were. Um, but, yeah, fun season, 10-2, definitely. Um, I think 11-1 is probably a long shot. I think nine three is a sweet spot. And they still yes. get shit faced. I'd say nine, nine. El Paso. <laughs> uh if you well the
4: thing is we don't necessarily get to El Paso. We get something better. You know, you don't have that low morale for the fact we're like, fuck it, we're getting we're going to TJ and just having some fun.
0: Yeah.
4: Definitely did that didn't happen. I'm just, you know, hypothetical. This is all hypotheticals, obviously. So so maybe, you know, you get a better bowl game. You get a better, you know, you get a little, a little bit team morale. But as it stands, yeah, they go to TJ and uh, find all those fun little hole in the walls. Mm-hmm. Play just super duper the next day.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on. 2016. Fun year. Exciting year. Oh, We're still
4: doing this? Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah. Two more Two more years. <laughs> Two more years. 2016, Bulls go, uh, what, 11-2. Birmingham Bull win over South Carolina. Um, super exciting. Um, they open the season versus Townsend. Not much here. I think this is more of a depth play than anything going, going into this game. Um, you can take uh, wide receiver Christian Summers, uh, who had almost 1,000 yards. Uh, Darius Victor, I think he got hurt that year. I remember him being really good. Mm-hmm. um aiden o'neill's kicker he was basically money 17 of 18 on kicks uh sh- shorter than 50 yards um and then jake Ryder fit 45.8 yards uh per kick one uh, thing 18 punts of 50 yards or more um, uh,
4: i gotta go was, jake roger <laughs> <laughs> i hardly know it. uh
0: was a large adult punter that is that our punter
2: yeah jonathan Hernandez was a punter um I mean, you might as well take Darius Victor for the depth, <laughs> just add another running back to our, our three headed monster.
4: <laughs> yeah, Jeez, I mean, we get a we get a future New York Guardian on our uh, roster. Yeah. Why not?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you could probably make an, an argument for Christian Summer, but or Christian Summers, but I think at this point, you might as well just fuck okay, it. Like more running backs. What's what could go wrong? I
4: was going to say again. These are all fantastic names. But Jake Ryder just really sticks out.
0: Yeah, um, let me let me look up uh, large adult punters uh, numbers real quick.
1: He was forty-one point um, two uh, yards a yeah. punt.
0: Oh, forty-one point two, it. and then he had thirteen punts of uh, fifty or plus fifty plus. Yeah, I'm taking Jake Ryder here. Uh, uh, if
4: you go, but <laughs> finger, seriously, if you go to largeadultpunters.com, you're not going to like the ads you get.
0: you would be surprised. <laughs>
4: No, you're right. Absolutely. I, why did I judge that? Oh, you, guys, <laughs> if you're going to that website, you're going to love the edge you get. <laughs>
0: uh, game two is uh, uh, Northern Illinois. Great options here. I remember I wrote this preview for uh, the site, um, and I fell in love with Sean Murray, the defensive back. Forty tackles, two half tackles for loss, three picks, eleven pass breakups. Um, but I think Kenny Galladay was, you know, USF kind of ran the gauntlet here. Uh, of really good wide receivers in 2016, Anthony Miller, Zay Jones, got um, uh, Traquan Smith. I mean, there was a lot of talented wide receivers, but I think Kenny Galladay, Kenny really stood out to me seeing him in person, adding his 107 touches for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. Just giving Clinton Flowers just another fun option really lights me up. And defensive backs weren't really an issue in 2016. I guess Johnny Ward doesn't play as much and he's not sharded into uh, the ether. But I mean, Kenny, Kenny Goddamn Galladay, man.
4: That yep, no, it's Kenny. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, give Q all the targets he can get.
0: Yeah. For man, one more a, game. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, rip us, man. This is going to be bad. Uh, I, I'm going to get really sad. Um, Syracuse, uh, two options here. Uh, Amba, Amba. Ita Tawo, the wide receiver. Man, I mean, I'm sorry, I butchered his name. Uh, almost 100 receptions, 1,400 yards. Uh, 4-9-40, or 4-4-9-40, excuse me, um, at the combine. Um, and then linebacker, Zaire Franklin. Did we take a linebacker here? Yeah, I, I like think Zaire, Zaire Franklin. Yeah, yeah I, I, think he, I think he adds
2: a little bit more um, liveliness to the defense.
0: So you, you're, you're getting. So you, you add Franklin to a base of Augie Sanchez, Nigel Harris. Um, you know, I think that's, that's good. It's um, another Franklin, guy
3: in rotation. But I mean, the, the, the thing is, do you think the defensive coordinator, you know.
2: Yeah, can he be the it defensive coordinator, actually? Can we put <laughs> Franklin as a
0: defensive coordinator? Is that good? No, uh, I think if we <laughs> take Franklin, uh, Augie Sanchez actually turns into.
1: their um, coach Bill Russell style?
0: No. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm. I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. The dude that gives up his... Uh, Conway. He, he turns into Conway from the Mighty Ducks when they give uh, Banks his, his spot. Augie uh-huh. takes over as DC. Franklin steps in.
3: I like that, actually. That's perfect. I, I really, Yeah, I really do.
0: <laughs> um, and maybe Game 4 doesn't, you know, go the way it does. Uh, game 4, Florida State... Uh, they need a quarterback, DB, and linebacker. Well, Quentin, <laughs> I'm really sorry. to Do that.
1: Francois? Uh, Francois yeah. wasn't bad, but I think
4: they would possibly, if you could put
2: uh, Dalvin Cook and Cook Cook. Flowers
4: as the most those guys together, knowledge. that would give several significant parts of my body to have. Dalvin you do Dalvin remember Dalvin this Cook is a Tino
3: this. Fisher offense. But he
4: runs,
1: the, he runs the quarterback a ton with Kellen uh, with Monettex mm-hmm. and him. Now. They were just straight you know, speed yeah. options stuff like that, with him. So yeah, but I think, I think he would adjust.
3: All signs pointed to him kind of having a renaissance once he left Florida State because it seemed very... He would just try to fit in that the quarterback needs to run his offense. And if it didn't, yeah. it, he, you know, square peg, circle hole kind of thing. But,
1: yeah, you know, so that I, would be interesting was, to see yeah. if he'd take
3: him but if you, if you just look at it from a Florida state standpoint and what they needed for this year, do you just say who's the most talented player on that roster? It's, it's, it's Quentin flowers. I mean, they're not going to bring a running back because of Dalvin cook wide receivers, I guess.
2: I mean, they may take Marquez Valdez, but like when you think about it, like if you're playing NFL street and you're playing, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, you're taking Mike Vick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Like exactly
2: it, it doesn't matter what it, you could be the New England Patriots. You're taking Mike Vick. Like he's an immediate upgrade. And he's no the they had
1: good. they had some decent defensive backs, but they also had to play Erman Lane a defensive back a ton, and Erman Lane was a highly touted receiver coming out of high school. He was not seen as a defensive back.
0: Yeah. So that
1: might be another place they want to steal somebody and stick him in. I like that Erman
3: Lane was
4: a receiver.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> well, Erman, so not even a, the H. The H was silent. Herman. No, I said, yeah, I didn't say Herman. Oh, I, said Herman. I said Herman Lane.
4: How dare you. Like I would never pronounce yeah. Mr. Lane's last, or first name.
0: Again, this is like the Pat White thing. We're overthinking that's it. one So, going into Cincinnati, um, Brett Keene or Chris Olodokin are, are the starting quarterbacks, and we're just going to pretend the rest of the season plays as, as is. Um, that's just what's going to have to happen. Uh, suspend disbelief for a moment. Um, who was Cincinnati's quarterback? Oh, was God. it Was it Hayden? Hayden Moore. Hayden, Hayden Moore. Hayden Moore. Uh, yeah, we're not taking no, uh Absolutely not. It was,
1: I didn't think anybody <laughs> in their offense was very stuck out at all.
0: Uh, let's take Eric Wilson. Had, well, hey, hey, well, quick question Who was
4: the
3: coach of Cincinnati at this point?
0: Tommy Tubbs. This was, this was, oh, rip you, bro. Um,
3: Wolf. <laughs> future Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, actually no. Let's take Mike Tyson. Yeah, I was about to
2: say. I think Mike Tyson probably the better pick for always taking Tyson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mike Tyson. Um. Yeah, we're taking Mike Tyson here. He steps in for Johnny Ward. Um, game moving on to game six. Uh, it's Day Jones or Gardner Minshew. I don't think this is the Gardner Minshew we want. Um, so I to hold it off, is. and we're we're gonna take Zay Jones.
4: <laughs> you, you want you want two point oh Gardner Minshew or three point oh rather? Uh, we
3: yeah, we need a uh, air raid Gardner Minshew with uh with Mike Leach. Yeah, yeah we don't want yeah. we don't want pro style Gardner Minshew. Oh, I, yeah.
4: I know uh, Bobber wants Gardner Minshew, but not this one. I'll take yeah. him in twenty seventeen. It's fine. Yeah.
3: So now you have um, Holiday, Zay Jones, and MVS. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And Rodney Adams.
3: And Rodney Adams. And this is Tyree No matter who's uh who's at quarterback, they're winning these games still. Right. Yeah, they could have right. fucking Dylan Gabriel and they're still winning. UConn. Um, it's, it's Obi Malafano. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, Obi Yeah. <laughs> he was uh second round pick by the Raiders, I believe. He was the guy that Mitch Wilcox mossed in the end zone for a touchdown. It's was the. it been the only play where um, I almost got kicked out of the press box because I was like, oh, my God, and freaked out. Um, Obi was actually – he's actually been kind of a bust in the NFL, but I think he's a smart play here. Um, I don't think Noel Thomas brings much to the table that we haven't gotten from Galladay or Say Jones, but, I mean, Obie was actually really good in college. Um, yeah, yeah. And another guy, you know, to pair with, you know, Devin Abraham and uh, Tajay Fullwood. Uh, it's not the worst idea in the world here. Oh, he, uh, his, he his combine in-
1: numbers
3: are insane. Yeah. He was born in 24. London and uh, he was drafted by the Raiders.
0: Right. 44 inch for, ran a 4 4 48. He's uh six four two twenty-four. 224. Uh, Jesus Christ. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd
4: take him. I, I'd be check.
0: Right. <laughs> uh,. Game eight is the Temple game. They need skill positions. Um, uh, both sides of
1: the ball, defensive back and offensive skill guys.
0: So, do they um, take Zay Jones here? Would
2: they rather take Ronnie or uh, running Adams instead? And get a speed burner guy for PJ to just
0: or or do they, they take Marlon Mack? They probably take Marlon Mack. I don't know why they wouldn't.
4: Mac was that pronounced at this point? Like, I mean, we all know he was amazing, but they, yeah, I think they're, they're running
3: backs. Okay. I mean, I, I would not blame him, so, but I mean, it's again, it's
4: yeah,
2: that year they had Jayhaw Thomas um, as running back, so he would probably end up being Marlon would probably overtake John Thomas on that, so I'd probably say they'd take Marlon Mac over that.
0: Oh, and they had they had Raquel that year, right? Yeah, he was
2: younger. Yeah, he was a freshman that year, I think. Or no, not freshman sophomore. God, that holy shit! That running back backfield is so goddamn good. Um, oh, they they still had Isaiah Wright that year. Uh, Keith Kirkwood. Their wide receivers are are fine.
0: That's how Bryant was there too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he is. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, I think Marlon Max probably get picked here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, Max. Next up is uh, Navy.
3: <sighs> Malcolm Perry.
0: He does, He serves no purpose in this offense, unfortunately.
3: He plays running <laughs> back.
2: Yeah. Or He replaces Marlon Mack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he, I mean, uh, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm played wide receiver for a little bit when uh, Abby took over or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Malcolm Perry, let's do it. But he could sling. Yeah. He,
3: as a uh, Navy quarterback, could sling it because he was a real. <laughs> like, he played quarterback in high school.
0: Yeah.
3: Not that he's um, better, but, I mean. Actually, knowing the game that we have coming up, do we take – I mean, because I, I
2: don't want to go back and forth on Game 9 and Game 10 here, but would we rather take uh, someone else on Navy's roster just besides these three and take Bradley Ferguson on the next one? My thought with Martin Perry is that he can physically fit on the team somewhere
1: just
3: yeah. because of how quick and fast right. he is. The other guys, I don't know if they physically would fit. Sure. Martin Perry could make a in somewhere. And that yeah. wasn't necessarily a world beaters. I mean, <laughs> right? Just looking at right. it, and then I guess DJ Palmore.
2: Yeah, he's no. the only Perry's the only guy that's been bested. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you're basketball. right. Yeah, take take Perry. He's he's a wild card.
0: And then um, next game's uh, at Memphis. Okay. Um, it's it's Riley Ferguson here.
4: Yeah, you need yeah. The Ferguson. There's no question. Yeah.
0: You finally get your quarterback back, um, or a quarterback.
4: Is anybody else looking at all this and being like, man, I really miss when we were kind of good. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah I've <laughs> cried about three or four times during this one. <laughs> <laughs> the tur- uh, next
0: up is God, uh, SMU. <laughs> 2016, uh, it, it, the, oh, no. the amount of fantastic receivers that USF faced is astounding. And it, I feel bad for not even taking Anthony Miller, but needed a quarterback
3: here. Anthony Miller was fantastic. Who's SMZ? Oh, didn't SMU have... No,
1: uh, don't worry, you get Cortland Sutton against SMU.
4: Yeah, these Who, are two world-class wrestling names. Uh, yeah, Justin Lawler. Justin, Justin the Law Lawler. But cool. yeah, I'm going Cortland Sutton. So, Who's SMU sounds quarterback? Like a, it, it sounds like a shady... Uh, oh, I got
0: you. Uh, um, I wasn't it like Chad President or something?
3: No, that's... You also. didn't just say Chad President. Oh, it was Ben Hicks. Ben Hicks. Uh,
0: is that...
2: Or Matt Davis,
3: whoever you preferred during the time.
0: Um, yeah, it's Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Now
3: oh yeah, that's overthinking. Yeah, we and we have the best wide receiver core of all.
0: Now you have Kenny Galladay, Zay Jones, Cortland Sutton, Rodney Adams, MVS, Tyree McCants. Let's Bradley just go Perlis. ahead and just
2: fucking add Trey Smith to that. <laughs> With Perlis Perlis. <laughs> um, yeah
4: this this team wins the Sugar Bowl.
0: Well, I I don't. I mean, we lose our quarterback game four. I don't know if we actually win any of the other games. We
4: we got like fifteen other quarterbacks this one.
0: UCF, I think we're. I think we're taking one of the Griffin brothers. Yeah, I am taking Shaquille.
3: That guy just.
0: I'm just astounded how fast he is. I'm taking Shaquille, man. I think the
3: DBs. Shaquille's a better pick, yeah.
0: I think he's the. I think he's the fit here.
3: So, I actually agree with this for that particular year, too, 2016. 2017, uh, Shaq really came alive, but 2016, oh, Shaquille. His, um, his numbers, yeah. Shaquille's yeah, numbers that. in 2016
2: are, I mean, he had 20 tackles for loss and 11 and a half sacks. He's on field nights at a time. Yeah, but those are still pretty good numbers. Those are just really like, good
3: numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I think he's the, the more complete guy, but, you know.
0: Does he, he does he replace Augie, Nigel, or Zaire Franklin? I don't think so.
2: I because we're running the 5 at this point, right? In twenty sixteen, but he could play. He yeah. could play one of those. He yeah, could yeah, play one take, of take
1: six, Roll down, roll down yeah. safeties. Jaqueem could.
2: Or did we have uh, Jamie Bird that year?
0: No, uh, the the guy who was in Jamie's Bird spot that year was uh, Dietrich.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Could you put Shakim as the, that, that role? Like he, I mean, he's a super athletic
0: yeah, linebacker. You I might mean, as yeah. well put him there. You know hey, what? He, Let's do it.
4: Yeah, Let's Let's you, move, you move him to that slot, and then that's, that's a good pick. He, yeah,
3: he's a guy you could just place
0: anywhere. And I, I don't and think he would. Rook Patrick back but. outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, then... Give me Hayden Hurst. Or Debo. Have you Uh, seen him with the 49ers? Again, these
2: are
4: both great fucking names. I don't even decide. (laughs) I just,
2: I think at this point, Debo might might as well be death at that point. I mean,
0: their quarterback was even that, it was halfway decent. You know what? I, you know, yeah. yeah. I, you know.
4: uh, I want to yell out both these names in a Bruce Buffer voice right now.
0: You know what? It's it's Hayden Hurst.
3: Yeah. Hayden Hurst. <laughs> there you go. You, you, you have a ton, ton of wide receiver death, tight, you know, with, with tight ends. I you have him and
0: Mitch. Yeah, and I think. I want to leave. Hannah leaves after yeah. the season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch and Hayden, sign me up.
4: I mean, it's, 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 yeah. It Handsome tight ends. Like Hayden Hurst.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to recap, I uh, take punter. Uh, you take wide uh, receiver Kenny, Hall, uh, Kenny Galladay from uh, NIU. You take Zaire Franklin linebacker from Syracuse. Or State takes Quentin Flowers. Um, somehow we recover and rattle off some wins still. Take uh, DB Mike Tyson uh, from Cincinnati. Uh, and then we follow that up with another wide receiver pick and say Jones from ECU. Uh, Obi Milifanu. From UConn safety, uh, Temple takes more than Mack. He can talk us into literally any other skill position player, and I think we would agree. Navy, um, we take Malcolm Perry because he can slot in at wide receiver, slot, running back, uh, quarterback. Um, it'd be fun to see what Willie Taggart could do the last five games of the year, four games of the year with Malcolm Perry. Um, and then Memphis, you get your quarterback. You get a you get a good, solid quarterback. to get all of these guys involved in Riley Ferguson, Quillen Sutton, just another guy that's talent. Um, then uh, Shaquem Griffin from UCF to play the you know the striker position, um, and then get tight end Hayden Hurst uh, to pair with Mitchell Wilcox going in twenty seventeen. Fun uh, fun season ahead uh, for sure. Not you, end up with,
1: fun. you end up with two uh, Pro Bowl wide receivers from last season.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And you don't have a quarterback for like half the season. No, yeah, you don't need yeah.
0: That's awesome. Hey, that's, that's unfortunate. That's,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's USF luck right there. <laughs> Just hand it to him on a jet sweep. Yeah. Uh,
0: super unfortunate, but, you know, such is life. Uh, fun season. Uh, you still probably. Honestly, after game four, after you lose Q, you're not going 11-2. Right? We're being honest here. But still fun. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think having all those offensive weapons, uh, I think this kind of shows the depth of the AAC at the wide receiver position over the last five, six years. Because SMU, Trey wins not even listed. I think be, he's probably listed in 2017. And he was Mr. Irrelevant. But he was also really good. Again, just fun, fun stuff around all around. 2016 was a very fun year. Um, let's move on to 2017.
3: Uh, I know, I know. No, thank you. So, do we um, we regained in 2016, or are we starting from scratch? Uh, <laughs> uh, this isn't dynasty. dynasty. Yeah. We're, we're
2: going we're going
3: straight from scratch. This isn't. Yeah, this is right. season
0: per season, not not dynasty for sure.
3: That's Texas size 10 four. Let's move on.
0: All right, so we got Charlie Strong uh, in. We have uh, Sonny Gilbert in, Brian John marie in. Um, This is
4: the point in which I leave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we traveled to San Jose State. Um, A couple options, Josh Oliver, Frank Inda, linebacker Frank Inda. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can talk me into either. Um, I think it's Frank Inda here. I mean, 173 tackles is uh, a lot.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a that's quite a number. That's quite a staggering number as well. I hope I hope that's multiple seasons because that's. I God, think is that? that's the single
4: season. I just I just don't think we have enough guys named Frank on the team at this point. So no, nope,
2: Frank is a good name. Um, yeah, I, I mean Josh Oliver's. I fucking hate the guy, anyways. So
0: oh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right, so it's Frank into here um, to pair with Augie Sanchez and maybe Khalid McGee moves into the striker position. And there's a little bit more flexibility for BJM here. Game two, we take the punter's parents uh, from Stony Brook to uh, get very, very mad at Connor Aikman for the story that he wrote um, you know, prior to the game.
4: This may be the most angry I've ever been watching a USF game, and that is really, really fucking saying something.
0: Yeah, that was, it was a very frustrating game. DB Chris Cooper... He was on that Falcons active roster last year. 88 tackles, nine and a half for loss of that season. Why not? Why not add that to, to DB?
4: I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a good defensive back, and he won an Oscar for, uh, what was it, uh, American Beauty. So, sure. <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, Illinois.
3: Video got it. Zing.
0: Illinois, uh, Malik Turner, Nick Allegretti, uh, Chase McLaughlin.
3: Can we, just um, take, can we just take Lovey Smith?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, please,
4: pretty please. The beard.
0: <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. I don't
4: love this beard. That's it. I'd
0: say take the offensive guard. I'd I say we take Tackle and Alec Eurdy. Yeah,
4: I,
2: draft pick. that Illinois team was so bad. I mean, you might you might make an argument for Epstein that year because he was kind was of that a shifty running back.
0: The running back, the white dude. Yeah.
2: I, just because he's unique. He's white. He's a running back. That's fun. That's interesting. I think that's that's your only argument for. It. Yeah. God, those first three games are so unremarkable. Holy shit. Uh
0: yeah, not not a lot of depth here. Um yeah, moving on. I think it's uh I think it's the guard and we, we we add some more depth, and uh that's fine with me. Uh Temple. ah man. Um I'm trying to remember this game. It's me too. I I Oh, this was the game that they had negative rushing yards. I remember that.
4: Yeah. I'd say Sean Bradley or Julian Snyder, honestly.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. That deep, that 2017 defensive line was Mike Love, Greg Reeves on the ends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was his first. And game. then Bruce Hector, Dejan Sonat in the middle. Um Yeah, let's bring let's let's get uh let's get Julian Taylor in there. Get a third guy rotating in. Um
3: well, so Jacob Martin is a is a hybrid and
0: very similar Tem- stat line. Temple ran a three-four, I believe, right?
2: Yeah, they ran that weird like Dude. Jacob Martin could stand up or 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 um, put his hand in the dirt. Yeah, he's pretty much he was pretty much college edge as best as you can probably get it. I, th-
0: I think Jacob That's Martin fits doing. better with the twenty eighteen version of USF when all of, when you know Nico goes down. I mm-hmm. think he can slot in there. But yeah, 2017 awesome. version, I think getting depth here with bit. Julian Taylor, yeah, especially when you get Frank in the, uh, from San Jose State. Um, I think getting a third guy to cycle Win. ECU for depth purposes, I think we take Gardner,
2: the mustache. We have, I mean, you have to. I mean, not not just not just because of the memes and everything like that, but like, <laughs> well, it's a that, that, that yeah. ECU team was so bad. <laughs> He's probably the best player that they had.
4: Yeah. Counterpoint, Corin Wiggins.
0: Okay. That was well, who does he replace in 2017 on the defensive backfield? I don't know,
4: man. I'm just saying names.
0: <laughs> Fair. I think it's Garner. Now you've got a good backup here. Handsome backup too. Very handsome. Uh, Cincinnati. I think it's Jalen Miner.
2: Yeah. I mean, Mike Boom wasn't. Totally remarkable as a as a running back, not, not anything that we wouldn't already have at that point with Tyson I, and Killian Lewis. Just was not the productive receiver that he needed to be at Cincinnati. Yet Miner's probably your best bet there.
0: Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at USF's twenty. What was his uh, numbers? What was the wide receivers' numbers?
2: Uh, Sixty-one receptions for six hundred and seventy-six yards and seven touchdowns. He was like supposed to be their number one guy. Just
0: so he had more catches. But he would he would have finished. He had more catches than anyone on the team. But he would have finished third in yards.
2: Mm -mm. Yak, baby! I want those yak yards.
0: Yeah, yak, yak, yak me for life.
2: I mean, that twenty seventeen team was those wide receivers were just yards after catch.
0: Yeah, Jalen Miner here. Um, Two Lane Hilliard. Yeah,
2: he's he's a shifty enough running back. Um, He would he would pair well with Johnson.
3: Oh, Perry yeah. Nickerson, didn't he have a cup of coffee in the NFL? But, yeah, I, I, it's probably Hillary here.
2: Or could we take Willie Fritz?
0: <laughs> no, Fritz would come, come early. Because
2: I, I would take Willie Fritz here right, right before this Houston game.
3: Or the, uh, the yeah. Angry Wave mascot as a whole. So, yeah. uh, at, at this point, I just wanted to let you ask you guys, were we not 7-0?
2: You can you can leave the you can leave the call
0: now if you want. <laughs> Just leave. Um, Houston, we running have. back, defensive end, fourth and Um Are they taking DJ? They might. eric King and DJ on the same offense—that'd be really nice. Or yeah. Mike Love or Greg Reeves off the edge. So their defense was asked. Pair 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 them with uh. Ed Oliver.
3: Or do they I just, say, forget it, let's just take, uh, let's take Q and <laughs> somehow figure out how we have Q and King in the backfield. Yeah, I was about to say Q and King in the back, backfield at the same time. It's basically the exact same thing.
2: I, yeah, I the <sighs> right back this year was that was Mobile Carr, Patrick Carr of no relation, and neither of them were yeah, they're, they're, they're taking good.
0: DJ. Yeah. They may even take Hilliard.
2: Oh, actually, I mean, they're, yeah. they're essentially,
0: you're getting 1A or 1B. Let's,
3: let's give them Hilliard just for um, simplicity purposes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yukon. Yeah. Oh.
2: Can we take Bob the Echo's contract?
0: No, God, no.
2: Uh, no, like for personal, like for like the split between all of Just this. for
0: personal gain? Yeah, for personal gain. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, let's uh, take. Let's take the defensive lineman. I'm going to attempt to pronounce it. Er, he was, he was Lorenzo, a run though. Lorenzo
2: Fatukasi. Uh,
0: 45 tackle, 7.5 for a loss. Four sacks, six-round NFL draft pick. Let's take him, add some depth. Sign me up. Um, moving on, uh, Tulsa. Um, senior night. Running back. We're taking D'Angelo Brewer. That dude was ridiculous.
3: Mm-hmm. Or we uh, could get Chad President.
0: No, we're taking D'Angelo Brewer. Um,
3: <laughs> he's the man
0: and he he was really good um and then game 11 oh uh, oh my god um defensive depth uh All hey right, it, Dieter, what, not
2: their DB's got I feel like their DB's just got worked that game though
0: well DB's get roasted because the defensive line can't create pressure
2: that's true um yeah, give him give him some, knot. They they didn't have a big guy. I mean uh Shakeem, right was on the defensive line. I'm trying to remember his name
0: or which one. But
2: I mean he was a great pass rusher to good good quarterback, but there wasn't much red stuffing or anything like that. Not much beside yeah, him, him. So
0: give him some not. Um yeah. and then um finally we wrap up. Uh you know, I'm not wasting a scholarship on a middle school player, so I think we're just gonna pass. <laughs> Where did Kiki uh, Kiki I'm just guys? not gonna do it. You can't. No, it's probably Kiki Uh um, He's are Texans. That's yeah, it. he was,
3: I really was like, I know he's he really uh, good.
0: 93 catches, 1,400 yards, 10 TDs, 443. <laughs> Jordan Brooks just was a 2020 NFL uh, first rounder. Um, he had like two tackles against USF that day. Uh, he was also the reason why a lot of Texas Tech fans got to my mentions on draft night because. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, how rare is it to find... to see a middle schooler get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft guide? Incredible. It has to be the first time ever.
3: It's, yeah, I, it, it, it's, a, it's a reach. And uh, I, this is another thing where... an instance where I just want Cliff Kings, Kingsbury as offensive coordinator. Like, that would be the play.
2: <laughs> He's also very handsome. So, yeah, if we can, If there's a way we can get Cliff Kingsbury really round out the handsome factor on our team, we'd be great. We'd be set.
0: So... I mean honestly, uh, looking back at the, what we've done, I don't think much changes because of who your head coach is. He still manages the way we've made this team much more talented It only lost one true guy from this roster and uh, I think we're still losing those two games even with the additions that we've made. yeah, uh, I think it, I think it's good to recap Frank Ginda from San Jose State linebacker, uh, Chris cooper from stony brook d b uh, Nick Allegretti at depth at uh, Julian Julian Taylor. defensive a tackle from Temple. Arden Minshew is a good, solid backup um, from ECU. Uh, Cincinnati, we take Jalen Miner and another uh, linebacker. Uh, Tulane, we take uh, Dontrell Hillier. Uh, and then we get him away to Houston the very next game. Uh, we take uh, Tret- uh from UConn. Um, then we take D'Angelo Brewer uh, as our, you know, our lead back. I'm um, from Tulsa. Um, UCF takes a nod after the, the most incredible football game I've ever witnessed live in person. Um, and then we take Kiki uh, from uh, the middle school in Lubbock to kind of wrap up the year. So
3: um, I have a question for you. Chase McLaughlin from Illinois, right? Kicked for three NFL teams. Would he not kick it to Mike Hughes?
2: <laughs> you know, I found some the, the until just now. <laughs>
3: That's, yeah, that was, a, that was a designed,
2: uh, returnable kickoff.
0: Uh, Charlie Strong had his special teams B squad out there, and that's what happened.
3: I just just Jordan Burton, Justin Burton, whatever.
0: Mm. Mm. I think D'Angelo Brewer in Sterling's offense gets close to 350 touches and his past 2000 yards, rushing easily. I mean, he's he, he's basically in the same offense in, at Tulsa, and he's got better talent around them.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, I mean, it, it, we didn't really touch on it too much, but that's the most one to one pick you could possibly get between Phil Montgomery over to Sterling Gilbert, right? Like Dontrelle Hilliard would have been, you know, fantastic, and, and probably would have gotten, you know, maybe another couple hundred yards. But he was just kind of like the the wild card running back that um, Tulane kind of had back there. Um for the running quarterback as well, so you're probably you're probably getting D'Angelo Brewer to at least two thousand yards.
3: He might he might have yeah. been an interesting uh, have for the UCF game because if you're able to if you're able to slow down that game, you know, methodically get first downs and uh, continue to score, that possibly changes that game. I mean, the speed of that game was incredible, obviously, but uh, if, if you're able to play the game that Gilbert wants to play. With a guy like Brewer, maybe that changes some things.
2: Maybe Julian Taylor makes a tackle or Jalen Minor you know makes a play here and there, but I guarantee you we still lose that game. There, I mean I, I, think, I think no matter what we were going to lose that game, it was just how and we lost in the worst way possible.
3: I wasn't convinced as it went on, once it went, uh, it just obviously someone's going to make a play that's the way it's always going to be. Someone's going to make that play. Uh, we' we yeah. have dissected that game millions of times over, but um, it's just interesting interesting thing to think about. Of course, as we're doing this, all the play, all the teams we have been playing would also have been going through this exercise. So it's very possible that some of these players aren't even available.
2: Yeah, I guarantee Dunkel will be
3: there. But I mean, that's not we're not going yeah. to do this as mm-hmm.
2: It's just us. It's all about USF. We don't talk about mm-hmm. the other teams.
3: Cuz that that makes it right. of fun.
1: I mean, what do, um, what do you guys think looking back at the comparison of the talent they played in 17 versus 2016? Is that, does that does that like kind of uh, change any of your perceptions about the seasons at all?
0: No. Uh, Charles Strong was given a Ferrari, and James Dean the shit out of it. The
3: 2016 schedule was infinitely more difficult. Uh, it was, just not
1: yeah, there's, not a, there's not a lot
0: of we took a guard.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of NFL players that you're playing against. So it's Whereas the year before, you had two first round, I mean, you had two uh, Pro Bowl receivers you had to play. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: Who, who's the best wide receiver we faced in uh, 2017? It's probably Coutier or Yeah. yeah it's or
1: Ads You He might be um, the best player.
0: Right. And uh, it's, it's frustrating.
1: Because it's I listed every single, every single person that got an NFL, that any type of NFL designation is listed on here. And you see how
3: few there are like Gardner th- maybe, but he's not even Gardner. He like, wasn't he really, he's, he's not Gardner Mitchell. He's, yeah, you know, Juco transfer it's it's
2: it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but the 2016 teams that we played and the rosters that they had, or these rosters that you've had, these are guys that were kind of, I mean, Cincinnati, UConn and um, Syracuse included are kind of like biggies leftovers uh, guys. Am I thinking that with the time frame wrong?
3: Yeah, it's
0: um, I mean if they're if they or if they're seniors, yes.
2: Yeah, so you're looking at like these guys were, you know, picked up and and the talents there from a lot of these like you look at those teams and you look at everyone that they were kind of going off of. You know, these are really talented guys and I think the a, I would hate to say it this way cuz I, I don't know if it's entirely true but the AAC's talent is slowly but surely really just dwindling down more and more as the years are going on. Um, You know, we're going to slowly but surely fade into obscurity in the conference because of the gap that's being presented between group of five and power five.
0: And, you know, to be fair in 2017, what's not listed here are, you know, the top talents from Houston uh, and UCF. I think if we beat Houston, we're probably taking Ed Oliver and then um, UCF. God, um, shit. I don't even know. I mean, you're not taking Milton.
3: Yeah, maybe taking uh, a receiver, maybe Snelson or Adrian Killens, maybe. or a Trey Smith. Right, was he uh, still there? You're, you're probably still getting Shaquem. Treyquan Smith is still there.
2: I would almost say yeah, Adrian Killens think. just because he's. I mean, he's he's the lethal speed guy. Like, put the ball in his hands in the in, in the flats, and he's guaranteed a five yard gain.
3: Right. Uh, There's telling. So- Mike Hughes, is the first round pick.
1: Yeah, they had one Smith, he had 1,100 yards receiving and 13 touchdowns.
0: He might be the pick there. Him and MBS on the same team. With Quentin.
2: Yeah, and then, I mean, when you get to Texas, I mean, we're, we're not playing Texas Tech at that point, obviously, but... Um, yeah, Mike
1: Hughes, who was a pretty good player, too. I mean, he's a first-round
2: pick at corner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, different coaches were probably looking at a completely different year, but... all right.
0: And what know. game got canceled for us?
2: That's what I was trying to figure it out. UMass.
0: UMass? Yeah. Oh, man, Andy Isabella. Oh, uh, shit. Right.
1: They were the one taking all of it. Oh, man.
0: Sign me up for Andy Isabella. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is a really fun exercise. Um, for me, I think, I think in terms of realistic, uh, you know, outcomes with everything that's been changed. I think 2017 is the most realistic one. Uh, 07 is second. Uh, I think they could probably be a little bit better than what they were, uh, given everything that's going on. I mean, you're switching Pat White, you're switching Matt Grothy for Pat White against Rutgers, UConn, whatever. They probably beat those teams. Um, Plus, some of the defensive line guys, then I think 2016 is the least plausible because you, you lose Quentin Flowers game four. You're not winning the rest. You're not winning a lot of these games. Um, but for me, it was 2017-07, and then 2016 in, in terms of uh, realistic outcomes.
1: Yeah, what's another interesting thought is, you know, just looking back, if you were looking at it now, would Florida State take ballot now? You know, if they were looking back to today, looking back, okay, who can I take? Would they have taken God? And then you still have you know, you still just, have Q for longer during the season <laughs> possibly for you know, the rest of the season. Is what I
3: wanna, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that Jimbo would take Q, but I also think in this exercise, Q's the best player that makes this offensive. Yeah. Go, and it just made the mo- most sense to kind of take that guy. Because I'm with yeah. you. I think they take one of the wide receivers to give for an some help. Cause just, you know, Jimbo's a guy that, hey, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna give it to Dalvin and then I'm gonna throw it down, I'm gonna throw it in the tight windows and throw it downfield. Yeah. And I don't think him in the middle of that season with the staff that he had, uh, now that he's at Texas Tech, he was able to say I'm gonna adapt a little bit. But yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure that Q is the take there, but I'm also willing to say that as the most talented player on the field, he'd figure out a way to use him. Yeah, and if he's yeah. if he's
1: not to take Temple, may still stick with Max, and so then you end up with Q, and then all these receivers. So that's it. You know, that's kind of really a big hinge. There, does is, is you take him? Yeah, if you don't then you might end up with a really really insane team. Um,
0: I appreciate everyone hopping on and doing this. I think it was really fun. Um, we'll we'll post this. We'll post the the Google Doc, and you guys can you know mess around with it. Give us your thoughts on. you know, what you think the seasons might be. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, uh, I think Seth's going to fill out who was, uh, you know, stolen and lost, and we'll go from there and we'll send it out. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what your thoughts are on it. Uh, and I appreciate everyone listening. This has been the Balloon 90 Podcast for Seth, Steve, the Senator, and uh, Vito. Uh, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.